Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. This podcast is sponsored by WellAware Care, a passive fall detection and remote monitoring software for seniors and their families. WellAware Care's wall-mounted fall detectors use radar technology to alert you automatically when your parents fall. No buttons to press, pendants to wear, or cameras of any kind. It all works behind the scenes 24 hours a day. Find out more at wellawarecare.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McInniff. I have a great guest today, Janet Engel. She is the owner of Home Designs for Life, and she has her own podcast as well. Check it out. It's called Home Designs for Life, remodeling ideas to increase safety, function, and accessibility in the home. It's on all the popular ones, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. Janet, thank you so much for joining after our little technical difficulties there, but we are we are now recording, so things are good, right? <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, we we met we met um, through the interwebs of finding each other's podcast, and I reached out to you with some ridiculous email about like the the great creating the the greatest two podcast hosts coming together, the unstoppable force hitting the immovable object kind of situation, and we were both laughing about that. But we sim we do have a similar backstory and the kind of our passion in helping people. What brings you into kind of the podcasting world and how did that kind of come about with your business and then your podcast and, you know, tell people, you know, where you're from, what you do and how podcasting has kind of helped you and and helped others? Okay, well, I am an occupational therapist. Uh, I am also a certified aging in place specialist. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and Uh, How I came into podcasting was because I felt that there was not a lot of information that could easily be researched about how people could age in place or make their home safer or, you know, just better modifications so that people can reduce their fall risk and basically create a home for life. And so I worked in home health for many years, specifically making recommendations so that people could uh, create safer environments after either they had had a fall or perhaps they were dealing with a disease process like Parkinson's or MS, or perhaps, you know, they had a hip fracture or had a stroke. And so I thought this was you know, very useful information, especially considering that we are going to have um, people turning 65 every year until 2035, until the point where people over 65 are going to outnumber people under 18 for the first time ever. So obviously there's a huge need uh, for this knowledge. And That's why I decided to start a podcast. I thought, well, I like to talk and it's, you can relay so much more in a podcast than you can through an article. And and I do that too. I also have a blog 
and I write many articles every week, but I just thought that the podcast is a unique medium where not only does your personality come through, um, but also you can bring in other guests that have knowledge, for example, yourself, um, since you own a non-skilled home care agency, and talk about aging in place from your perspective, because I can speak to it from the perspective of an occupational therapist, but not, let's say, from your perspective as a business owner or uh, a builder or an architect. And I think all of us have a valuable uh, piece to say about how people can age in place. Yeah, and everything, everybody's different. And every um, while there can be similarities in somebody's aging and their, their decline, it's uh, unique for everybody and, and nobody really has the same exact situation. Um, and so my point being is that, um, you know, something that I might say might resonate with somebody that otherwise wouldn't resonate what you're saying and vice versa. You just never know what's going to um cause somebody to uh, take action. And so I think I think we both agree that the more people that are talking about um, this, the better. And, it, and it's very wild to me. It's very interesting. Like you go to a bookstore, not that anybody goes to them anymore, but if you happen to go to a bookstore one day and you would just see like mountains of books on what to expect when you're expecting, you know, what to do with one-year-olds, what to do with two-year-olds, what all the books in the world on, you know, how to raise a child from negative nine months to 18 yeah. years old, right? So you've got a 19 year gap plus there. And then, you know, not talk about the college books you can read. But then when it comes to aging, it seems like that section in the virtual bookstore is a heck of a lot smaller. And certainly the internet has allowed individuals and professionals like you and I to, to enter that market and put content out, whether it's podcasting, websites, or actual books that people, because self-publishing is so cheap and easy now, there are more. But for many years, that was a very neglected um, topic that you know, people just kind of, you know, were in the, 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 the blacked out room, you know, looking around with their hands out, trying to, to figure out where they were going. So it's been, I think, a blessing for a lot of people with the amount of resources that are out there to be able to, um, to, to find somebody, whether it's you or me or somebody else, to start kind of, you know, pulling on that thread and learning more and more. And there's certainly a lot to learn, but like anything, you know, even if you're, if, if you do a little bit, that's going to make a heck of a lot of difference down the road and, um, you know, just take it in manageable chunks. So, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, um, different podcasters, like I've, I've met some people that are like you and I, where we have our own business and the podcast is meant to um, do a little bit of content marketing, but really scratch the itch on trying to help people and try to get the word out there. Um, what are you seeing right now in the, the main side of your business, which is obviously kind of the home designs through your occupational therapist background with people in, in the Georgia area? Are you finding that more and more people are, looking for services like yours to be able to stay in the home as long as possible? I think it's an emerging business or an emerging practice. And it certainly is an emerging practice for occupational therapists, even though we are educated in school about home safety and uh, 
what we call our activities of daily living, you know, basically how people function in their homes and how they function, you know, with uh, dressing, bathing, just the things that we do every day that allow us to function as and be independent. Uh, so I think that the biggest hurdle to overcome when it comes to home modifications and convincing people that this is something that they should plan for and not do once an emergency um, has taken place is that people really believe that they're not going to need this, you know, and people underestimate the usefulness of modifying your home even if you're not in a wheelchair. I think there's a misconception that only people who have a real handicap that's visible are the people who need home modifications, but that's not true. Uh, first of all, who doesn't benefit from a curbless shower, right? A, an 80 year old benefits and so does a 10 year old. So you don't have to be an old person to benefit from a feature that's going to improve safety and, and improve access. And the same thing goes for every other part of your home. Who doesn't benefit from better lighting, right? Or having a handrail on both sides of the stairs. So there are many modifications that we can make to our home that don't require us to be decrepit or be in a wheelchair or need 24 hour assistance. So the other part of it is that there's also a misconception that home modifications are ugly and they're going to devalue your home and they're going to make your home look like a hospital or a nursing home. And that's simply not true. There are many products out there that will make a home more accessible, more beautiful. It'll make it safer. And no one will ever know that those products were made to increase safety. Um, so I think that people are becoming more open to it as we have people that are what I like to call the young old. So, you know, someone in their sixties is not old. You know, they, to me, they're a young person. Yes, they're not young like a 30 year old, but they are a younger person. And so they're more savvy with uh, the internet, with finding information, um, with realizing that these changes have value to them. You know, just like when you hire an interior designer, you know, most people don't have the skill to design their homes in a way that is going to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Right. And what you're talking about is universal design, that type of, that type of modifications that that not only could everybody benefit for from not only can anyone benefit from but also is going to that is not going to be uh, an eyesore and is not going to be seen um seen by anybody other than for what it what it is and so what i always envision with like a universal design example is that instead of having steps coming up to your 
to your the the front door of your house is that and get rid of the steps and have a slight incline a walkway that inclines up that most people are going to never notice that incline it doesn't look like a giant ugly aluminum ramp going up to you but just a concrete incline that people are going to say oh and then all of a sudden a wheelchair can be used or a walker can be used rather than that's what i use as an example um where i think a lot of people forget is with lighting you know the lighting if i mean how many trips happen how many mistakes occur because the room is too dark and and the combination between not enough light uh the dark outside because up in, in new england and, and our neck of the woods we're now mm -hmm. dealing with darker weather and and daylight savings so it's dark by 4 30 and then diminishing eyesight ability and getting older, then all of a sudden you miss the trip, you miss the lip, you miss the rug that was there. I mean, that's, and who couldn't benefit from really better lighting as well. So, I mean, those are very good points you're making in terms of, you know, you don't have to blow out the wall or do major construction and renovation. There are a lot of things you can do that, that, uh, somebody with your background is going to be able to walk into a home and instantly recognize some relatively straightforward things. Yes. And Ryan, I want to point out that, um, yes, universal design is part of what I'm talking about, but I'm also talking about, and I don't really like this term, but they call it aging in place design. So really mm. what need is a combination of universal design, which is um, when products or environments are made so that everyone can use them in the same way, regardless of their age or ability. And then also aging in place design, which is specific modifications that are going to make an environment safer, more accessible, and more functional. Sometimes they overlap the, a specific uh, modification may be both. Sometimes they don't. Uh, so I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So for example, a touchless faucet, that is a universal design feature, right? You can also say it's, uh, you know, an aging in place feature or like a curbless shower. That's a universal design feature. At the same time, it's an aging in place feature. Um, but there are other things, for example, the, the ramp that would be more of an aging in place feature rather than um, the universal design. But let's say you had a zero step entry. That's a universal design feature and an aging in place feature. Gotcha. I guess that's what I was trying. I did do a very good job with my analogy, but that's what I was imagining a zero. I like that a zero step design. That's a, that's a very concise way to say that. And, and it, it automatically makes sense. So the other thing that, that you are, I, guess, I don't know what, that's not the great, the other thing that you have um, is you're a CHAP certified. So, so I imagine that that's, you know, very helpful because you must get the question a lot that says, well, why wouldn't I just hire a contractor? Why wouldn't I, you know, go to a contractor who's going to do whatever I need to do? And I, I, you know, can just go straight to the source who's going to be able to do those designs for me. What do you have anything to say to those, those oh, individuals? Yes. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I have a few things to say. Well, number one, 
the contractor, even if the contractor is also a certified aging in place specialist, they are not knowledgeable about disease processes. They're not knowledgeable about the human body, how a disease process uh, will change over time. And I'll give you the example of Parkinson's. When someone is first diagnosed with Parkinson's, it's a very different picture from what you see in five, 10 years from the time that they're diagnosed. And so when you're creating a home modification, you have to take that into account because if you only modify, let's say their bathroom for their current abilities in three years, I bet you they will not be able to use that bathroom anymore. And you can say, let's say the person does not have a terrible disease like Parkinson's, let's say just age. The contractor doesn't know all of the different changes that happen with age. I do. So just like I would not be the one to say, hey, let me install your grab bar and break through your tile because no one wants me doing that. <laughs> at the same time, the contractor should not be the one telling the homeowner at what height that grab bar should be placed and where and how many grab bars they need in the bathroom because that's where my expertise lies. Yeah, it's it it reminds me, um, and it's it's funny because my my girlfriend's an OT by trade as well, and so mm -hmm. she works with me in the home care side. And one of the reasons um, uh, that people decide to go with us versus the many other competitors that are in our area is because she can sit there and talk about what you're you're describing just on the home care side, like saying, "Hey, listen." we're not only worrying about what's happening today and the next week, but what are you going to do when X, Y, and Z occurs? And how are we going to work with you through that process? Um, and how are you going to need home care? And we can help you plan for that. And these folks are so stressed out that they're in the middle of like, just trying to get through the day-to-day -day stuff that the fact that they have somebody there to kind of hold their hand about, well, we do need a plan about what's going to happen a month from now and what's going to happen two months from now, because those, those dates and times are going to come by awfully quickly. And I think that's the point that you're making that, Hey, listen, we can help you out with, with what you functionally need this moment, but you're consulting with the family, with the individuals in that home to say, well, if you're hand, you're dealing with Parkinson's, well, then that's a lot different of some of the things you might need down the road than if you're dealing with dementia versus if you're exactly. dealing with, you know, COPD or whatever chronic ailment somebody might have. And yeah. you're able to say, hey, listen, yeah, if you go to the handyman, he can he's just as good as just drilling something into the the heart the the wall and putting in a grab bar. But what do we think about moving down the 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 path of aging so that you can be successful as things change? And then we can work with you on that. And I think people don't know what they do, people don't know what they don't know. So they don't even know that that's really something they should be thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And perhaps we can look at it this way. For example, when someone's building a home or renovating their home, they hire a, a contractor or builder, right? To build their home. But when it comes to the design of their home, they hire an interior designer because that contractor isn't going to be able to make the space look beautiful, Right. So the same thing when you're making home modifications so that you can age in place, 
the contractor is there to do the work, the physical work, and take the recommendations of the aging employee specialist or the occupational therapist, preferably, um, that is making these modifications from an educated standpoint and from a standpoint where they have experience, where they've already worked with people that have all these different kinds of disease processes or are simply aging. You know, we've been there, done that. Absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by WellAware Care, a passive fall detection and remote monitoring software for seniors and their families. WellAware Care's wall-mounted fall detectors use radar technology to alert you automatically when your parents fall. No buttons to press, pendants to wear, or cameras of any kind. It all works behind the scenes 24 hours a day. Find out more at wellawarecare.com. And and so, you know, what would you say is kind of, do you, do people come to you for, I guess what, uh, uh, do people come to you thinking A, and then through consulting with you realize that they need B, like are, are people coming to you with preconceived notions of what they think they need? And then with working with you, all of a sudden they might be going in a, a different down a different path that they had thought about and had never really recognized. And then they're, they're that much more safer in the long run. Are you finding that that happens quite a bit? Yes. So I would say that number one, most people wait too long uh, to hire someone and realize that they need help. And your lips to God's ears, Janet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so by the time that they talk to a professional, most people think that they need two things, a ramp and grab bars. And they may need those, <laughs> but again, they may not. They may not need the ramp or they may need other things much more than they need the ramp. Um, so people, and this goes back to the misconception of what people think of accessibility and how you make a home accessible. They think grab bars, they think a ramp, a a stair lift, uh, or some kind of lift, you know, to take you into your home. And there is just so much more to home modification than those basic things. And like I said, I mentioned lighting. Lighting is one of the most important things that you can do to prevent falls. Falls is the number one reason why people over 65 end up in the hospital or die. It's very sad. You know, a fall can change your life forever and really take a lot of quality of life away from you and away from caregivers. Um, So I always say this in my articles, the most important thing we can do is prevent a fall. That's why home modification is so important. Not and not just home modification. So there are four main reasons why people fall. One of them is having an unsafe home. Okay. But then number two is lack of exercise or deconditioning. Number three is not having their eyes checked. And then number four is taking medications incorrectly. So really, if we're going to combat this issue, we need to be talking about all of those things. You know, I mainly talk about home modifications because that's where my expertise lies. But 
we have to educate on all of those factors in order to reduce fall risks in the elderly. Absolutely. And where do you find a lot of your business is coming from? Is it coming from word of mouth? Is it coming from nursing homes? Is it coming from uh, council on agings in your area or professional networking groups? Like how are people finding out about this in general? Because it, 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 you know, it, it maybe it's a neighbor in that word of mouth that, hey, my neighbor did this and I need that. Where are you finding a lot of people are learning about um, that type of home modification uh, for, for your services? Uh, so a lot of referrals come from the hospital. Unfortunately, I go back to saying that people wait too late. And so the referrals are coming from case managers that have patients that let's say someone fell and they broke their hip and now they're going to be discharged uh, home. Well, they can't go home unless they have an accessible bathroom. And so they'll send out an occupational therapist to do a home safety evaluation and figure out what kind of equipment that person needs in order to, let's say, access their toilet, access their shower or their tub. And so again, it's waiting until something terrible happens uh, to do something about your home. And really, these things need to be done before something terrible happens. Number one, it'll cost you a lot less money. Number two, it's gonna be less stressful, a lot less stressful. And number three, you're gonna be able to make your home look nice. And for example, Let's say a bathroom modification, which is the room that people modify the most. Instead of having a shower bench or a shower chair in your shower, and that's what the occupational therapist is going to recommend last minute because you're coming home in three days, wouldn't it be much nicer if we had a wall hung chair or maybe a teak bench already in there? You know, we had really nice grab bars that don't look like grab bars at all, that are stylish, that are chosen to match the rest of your decor in your bathroom, um, things like that. You know, instead of having a three-in-one commode over your toilet because now you can't get up and down from the toilet easily without assistance, how about if you modify your bathroom and you change out your toilet for a toilet that is um, at least 17 point and a half inches. So things like that, and that does not make your bathroom look handicapped. No one's gonna walk into your bathroom and see an ugly piece of equipment that's for quote unquote old people. But you see, you need time to be able to do those things. And one of the things I, I you know, you know, because Facebook and Instagram, they, they own our mind. I swear, I say something like cat litter, and then I don't even have a cat, and then you get cat litter ads on your, yeah. your feed. And I think everybody has agreed that, like, they're listening 24-7. Yeah. But sometimes I'll get ads about, like, um, uh, medical equipment ads. And um, I think your perspective would be interesting because I was I was fascinated with it, and I can't remember what if I find it again, I'll send it over to you. But it was a it was a wheelchair that could convert into a um, into a walker, which could then convert into um, something that somebody um, it, it could be a walker from behind 
So you were, you know, like kind of those ab um, machines that you, you put your elbows and then you lift your legs. It kind of looked like one of those where you could walk behind you in case you fell backwards and it could strap in. It could convert into a walker where it's your a traditional walker and then it could convert into a wheelchair. And I was blown away. It was like what you hear about when people have kids and they get, you know, the stroller that converts into a, mm-hmm. a, a day carriage that could converts into a, um, a backseat um, uh whatever it's called, you know? And so the reason I bring that up is I think one of the things people have difficulties wrapping their head around is that they're used to going to from the nursing home and then being like, well, you need a walker and you need a wheelchair. And what are they recommending in terms of these things? They're recommending the tried and true aluminum uh, uh, wheelchair or the walker that sticks out like a sore thumb. And then they automatically think, well, that's all that's up offered to me because that's all that my Medicare benefits will allow me or whatever it might be. While there's this whole, and hopefully down the road, it's part of benefits, but there's this whole other world that, you know, you can get devices that are much more functional or much easier. They're three in ones like this wheelchair combo thing was. And my point being is I think people don't realize because they're used to going to the hospital, going to the nursing home, going home in the tried and true wheelchair that folds together like an accordion and then folds back out. That's about it. Like there's been no technological advances in 50 years in wheelchairs and walkers. And that mindset then goes into uh, universal design and aging in place design and home modifications. They're like, well, what do you mean? Like, well, you can have a toilet dis- a toilet roll dispenser that can be a uh, a grab bar as well. And nobody's going to know about it ever. And you can use that to get up. And, you know, all of the things that you just listed there that can utilize that somebody could be in your bathroom and they may say, hey, that's a different spin on things, but they're not going to say, oh, immediately that's a that's a handicapped person that that's in there. Um, And it's just I think there's a lot of a lot of people and including myself before I got into this world that didn't realize what type of options were out there and and how. Uh, uh, the design of that can really look aesthetically pleasing in any um, scenario. So I think that's where the value you're going to bring is to people is, hey, listen, we can make this very functional as well as very tasteful um, while you age in place, which we all see that kind of happening in the home. Um, It's ever increasing where that's where people want to age in place and live their last years. Yes. And that is another reason why people should hire a certified occupation, certified aging in place specialist, and preferably one that is also an occupational therapist, because we're experts on products. That's half of what we deal with is products to help increase access, help increase safety and function. Yeah. And so a contractor isn't going to know all of the things that are out there that are going to make your design seamless and are at the same time going to work really well for whatever it is that you have going on. And not only work well for you, but work for everyone else that's using that same space. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, in in wrapping things up a little bit, are you able, what's your kind of service area? Have you, uh, has your industry kind of turned, can you do virtual? Can you help people out? Uh, yeah. where there's no borders or is there a kind of a, 
uh, catchment area that's that's really specific to your geographical area? So fortunately, and now this is one of the silver linings that has come with uh, COVID-19, if, if we can say that there are any silver linings from that pandemic, but one is that we know that we can do things virtually. You know, people have become very accustomed to Zoom or FaceTime. And so, yes, I do home safety evaluations in person and provide a written report, but I can also do them virtually and um, make recommendations and provide a written report that is very detailed um, room by room I'm going to make recommendations, not just with, you know, perhaps moving walls, but also simple things, you know, like furniture. That's another, that's another reason why you want a certified aging in place specialist is because not all of the hazards lie in walls or things that a construction uh, or a contractor can do. Some of the Safety hazards are where your furniture is placed. <laughs> so, or rugs that you have in your house. The contractor isn't gonna tell you that that's gonna make you fall or tell you how to rearrange your furniture so that you have a better flow to your, to your space. Um, so yes, yeah, so all of that can be done virtually um, and you will be provided with a written report of all of the changes and the recommendations that I'm making. And then the homeowner can give that to their contractor or their interior designer and uh, make those changes. Wow, that's, it's uh, how, the, how the times have changed with what we're able to do virtually now, right? And considering that there are so few people that are experts in this area, I think we're going to be seeing more and more virtual consultations just because there aren't many people who know how to do this. Makes sense. And so how do people reach out to you? You know, whether it's obviously for the home designs, for the podcast, how do people find you and, and, and get in touch? So they can email me at... Uh, I have two emails, so info at aging matters, and that's matters with an S dot health. They can email me there. I also have another email that's home made safer at gmail.com. And they can go to my website, home designs for life.com and get information there. They will have access to the podcast. They will also have access to the blog. There's a contact page where they can reach out to me or they can give me a call. My phone number is area code 352-281-6681. And uh, this is my passion, so I'd love to talk to anyone. <laughs> And educate, even if you, you know, don't want to tear down walls, there's always things that you can do under $500 that will definitely make your home safer. I think that's outstanding. And I appreciate you coming on my podcast to educate my listeners. And hopefully we can get a couple people 
to consider and hopefully execute on making their homes a bit safer, whether that's in New England, down in Georgia, or all the way across the country in Washington or California, uh, you it is very difficult to 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 quantify how many falls you can prevent, right? But uh, trust me when we say like some simple things, like Janet says, under five hundred bucks, under a thousand bucks can save you not only money but the headache and the change in baseline and the change in quality in life that is absolutely priceless. Um, you know, there's a lot of people we've dealt with that have said, "I wish I had done X, Y, and Z." When I was, I wish I had met you three years ago or whatever they say, right, Janet? Yes, yes. So, so do it. Well, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Me, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And wrapping it up, thank you, all of you uh, listeners out there. We appreciate you, you know, listening to our podcast and getting some of that education and information and uh, listening to what we have to say. And we will catch you on the next one. <laughs>